Do you guys remember the song Stranger in My House by Tamia? I think it came out in like the early 2000s, like 2001. I tried to play a snippet, but Apple was a hater and they wouldn't let me publish the episode on their platform with the snippet playing. So I don't know if y'all remember, she hits a bridge in the song and she says, or could it be that the stranger is me? Have I changed so drastically Is it I want more for me and you remain the same? But y'all, I heard this song this morning and it did something to me. It resonated in a way that it had never resonated before. Why? Because yesterday was Therapy Thursday. And what my therapist helped me to realize is that there is a stranger living in my house and that stranger is me. So when it came on this morning, I bellowed at the top of my lungs, you hear me? And I have been playing it ever since. I am your girl, Tania. I am your host of We Gonna Talk. Thank you for joining me. If you are back, a return listener, or if this is your first time, I'm so grateful for your listening ear. I'm going on a journey and I decided to bring somebody who's gonna listen along with me. So thank you. I say thank you in gratitude every time, and I really mean that. I took my faux locks out about a week ago, and I've been wearing my natural hair, and that's big for me because I haven't worn my natural hair consistently for more than five years now. It's just anything convenient, braids, a wig, a sew-in, weave, anything that's more convenient than me having to spend large amounts of time on my hair, I've been going with. And so it's been so easy, but I'm trying to embrace this natural hair journey and learn my coils, you know? But it has, this week alone has been no small feat. I have felt defeated a few days to the point that now my hair is slicked back into a bun and I have this old school 1990s style um, or early 2000s style drawstring ponytail and it's long. It's giving drama and it's cute. Don't get me wrong, but it's only as a result of my lack of patience with my hair. So I posted myself, which was big for me too, because if my hair isn't in place, if I don't look the way that I think that I should look when posting on social media, I just won't. You won't see me for weeks at a time. And that's something that I'm also working through in therapy because I want to show up as my most authentic self, but something about beauty standards here got me in a chokehold. So bear with me while I work through those things. But y'all, I posted on my social media, on my Instagram page, my natural hair. And I was literally begging for anybody who is natural to help me figure out how to manage my natural hair and mostly define my curls in a wash and go because I wash it And the curls are beautiful. Once I add some 
leave-in and moisturizer and oil to seal the moisture in. And it looks really good when I first complete the look. But by midday, my hair is swollen and it's bigger. And I'm not mad at big hair. If you know me, I like big hair. Some of my wigs are big curly hair wigs, but those curls stay defined. By the end of the day, my hair looks dry. Even though it's really soft, it looks dry, untamed, and definitely undefined. So some of y'all hit me back with, some advice and so i'm grateful for that definitely gonna be trying something this weekend so i'll give y'all an update at a later date but i have a ton of gray hairs in my head and i love them i am embracing getting older because What's the alternative? Death. And I am so grateful for life. So I'm embracing getting older and embracing the gray hairs on my head. I remember um, when, when I was maybe like in junior high and high school, my mom, bless her heart, would be dyeing her hair because she didn't want to look old. She was she still dyes her hair in her 60s. Um, but I used to say to her, when I get older, and my hair starts turning gray, I am not going to dye my hair. And she said, we'll see when you get older. Well, guess what, mom? I'm older and I've got gray hairs and I am not even thinking about dyeing my hair. So take that. I wish y'all could have seen me. I snapped. Have y'all been keeping up with the U.S. Open? Y'all, the first day, did y'all see how the commentator confused Dion Warwick? with Gladys Knight. We all trying to figure out how those facial features don't look anything alike. I mean, nothing alike, but here we go. That's them. Y'all know who I'm talking about thinking we all look alike. <laughs> I saw this post on a feed and y'all, they had like moments where the media confused one black person with another black person. They confused the singer Seal and had his picture posted when Michael Clark Duncan died like that's way off who else when Aretha died they had Patty's picture up uh will I am with Wyclef Jean y'all they confused Whoopi with Oprah you just you just don't care at this point if you're just gonna make these wild random inaccurate statements somebody needs to tell them we don't all look alike have you guys seen this ongoing thing where people want to see Usher battle Chris Brown on a versus. Okay, so I just want to chime in just with my little raggedy two cents. I'm not on the internet that much, but I do allot myself some time to scroll. So I don't need your judgment. Back to what I was saying. So I saw something that said Usher will out sing Chris and Chris will outdance Usher. And I mean, Usher is a man of a particular age. Usher has to be, let's see, Usher Raymond IV will be 44 this year in October. I have watched The Tiny Desk so many times that I have asked a couple of my girlfriends if we can go on ahead and make our way out to the residency. You know he has extended it, so he'll be in Vegas um, doing his residency in the 
in the spring as well. And so that's probably when I'll take my girl's trip to go see Usher because Usher's still fine. Don't get me wrong. 44 is looking good on Usher, but I kind of agree with that statement that Usher will out sing Chris because Usher can flat footed just sing his behind off. And so Usher's voice to me when he just sings is timeless. Chris, I feel like he's of a he's of a different generation and he might not be a different generation than me, but he appeals to the younger generation. So, I mean, we're talking apples to oranges. Without Usher, there'd be no Chris. I I said it, that might be a big statement to somebody, but that's how I feel. So, if a versus does go down between Usher and Chris Brown, I'm going to tune in. I haven't really tuned in <laughs> since Brandy and Monica and I don't know. I think I did see Too Short and E40 and that's just because I'm from the Bay and I had to pay homage. Anyway, <sighs> my money's on Usher. <laughs> I saw a post online earlier this week and it was a black man discussing his thoughts on colorism. He said, black women made it up in like 2014 or 2015. And he said, we made it up to shame black men into dating dark-skinned women. Now this is a dark-skinned black man, by the way, who is saying this, sounding real ignorant. So he says this of dark-skinned women. He says, dark-skinned women aren't, they're not easy to deal with. Dark-skinned women are loud, combative, and argumentative. On the other hand, he says, light-skinned women are subtle, civil, chill. He said, light-skinned women, you can definitely take around your mom. He said, because they know how to act and they know how to be women. What the whole F? This is ignorant. How does complexion factor into character? Now, what he's dealing with is character issues. That's what he's talking about. He's talking about character issues that he doesn't ascribe to or align with and so all he has to do is not date women of poor character because I know some light-skinned loud combative argumentative not easy to get along with women so I want sir to take this foolishness and shove it I said it with my whole chest (laughs) did you guys hear about the program that Bank of America is about to launch for Black and Hispanic first-time homebuyers. So it's no down payment, no closing costs, no minimum credit score. Bank of America says its objective is, is to chip away at the inequality in the housing market. And I am ecstatic to hear about it, you know, because it's giving people the opportunity who may have not had the opportunity prior to this program to purchase a home and, you know, own some ish. The more I read into the details, it's literally designed, the way it's designed is they have to purchase in certain housing markets that are black and brown or black and Hispanic neighborhoods. So they've got Charlotte, North Carolina on the list, Dallas, Texas, shout out to Dallas, South Dallas, Detroit, Michigan, Los Angeles, California, and Miami. And 
those are some pretty largely populated markets. So as a realtor, this makes me happy uh, for those who will be able to jump in and take advantage of the program. However, I also kind of feel a way about it because, you know, redlining back in the gap, like back in the day, redlining was a thing. Redlining back in the day was a discriminatory practice that financial institutions used to use to keep certain people in certain neighborhoods, i.e. keeping Blacks in Black neighborhoods. And so I kind of feel rubbed the wrong way with this program while it has its pros, a con that's striking for me is that the families have to be limited to certain geographical locations. That's not sitting with me well. And so while I'm ecstatic that people get to own some ish, you know, black and brown people, we get to own some stuff. I'm feeling a way that We can't cross the red line into other neighborhoods. Wouldn't that just be great if we could just cross the red line, the red tape on the map and diversify some areas that aren't typically diverse? That's all I'm saying. I don't want to be a hater, but that's what I thought about. I'm certain y'all have heard me talk about therapy Thursdays. I think I've dropped it before, so it shouldn't be new to your listening ears, but can we please talk about how Therapy Thursdays have been giving me life? And I literally mean life to the point that I am thriving mentally, I am thriving emotionally, and I'm proud of myself. If nobody big ups me, I'm going to do it for myself because I am so proud that I took the initiative to do my work. I'll be tending to me the rest of my life. This week in therapy, I had an aha moment. Bridget, my therapist this week, has helped me to recognize that I've been playing pretty small. I mean, in just my existence in the earth, I've been playing really small and shrinking when I walk into rooms. And so to make people around me feel comfortable, I would just shrink. And I'm talking about, I don't talk about, you know, experience and I don't talk about my education and I don't talk about all these things because I don't want to seem like I'm boasting in any way but I'm pretty lit and I'm no longer willing to dim my light I can't help but to shine (laughs) that's what Bridget helped me to realize She was like, while you're shrinking for the comfort of other people, she's like, you can't help but to shine. And it's not 
something that I can alter. It's just me. It's just who I am. I'm overcompensating with humility so that no one has the opportunity to say concerning me that I am arrogant or boastful. But at the end of the day, my heart is always good and I'm always trying to come from a place of love, whether that's familial relationships or intimate relationships or me as a mom. Like my light is always going to shine. And so I'm no longer going to put on false humility. I'm no longer shrinking if I'm, if my light is big in illuminating a room, I'm going to stand in that. That's, that's what I decided. I'm going to stand in that because I'm doing my work. I'm doing my self work and I'm most offensive for the people who are not. And so I'm no longer going to reduce myself to make them feel comfortable around me. If anything, I'm going to encourage them to do their work so that they can step their own game up. Yeah, that's it right there. <laughs> that's it right there. I'm over here pushing B too. And that's offensive to the people that I interact with. Oh, B is for boundaries. You know how the song says pushing P? I'm pushing B and B is for boundaries. So I'm loving the transition that I'm experiencing. I'm loving the enlightenment that I'm undergoing or coming into the ability to really stand in the fullness of who I am. That right there is the real flex. I absolutely have a rant this week and it might be a little petty. Actually, it is real petty, but my rant this week has to do with email notifications. So I enrolled in my courses for this term and so did all of my cohort. And so they have been really communicating heavily in the email chain. And so I'm tired of it. Like, I don't want to talk. Class doesn't start until October. I don't, I don't, I don't really want to talk. I don't want to have small talk. I just want them to leave me alone. And for whatever reason, our notifications have to stay on, but I'm tired of seeing all these emails from all of these people. And I mean, I'm certain they're all lovely people, but I'm an introvert, y'all. It's wearing on me. And it's like, we just registered. Can we just take some time to prepare our hearts and minds to go back in October? Y'all are really getting on my nerves. I said it. <laughs> I said it. Y'all are getting on my nerves. There is no rant without a moment of gratitude. And so this week, though full and taxing, has been rewarding nonetheless. And so my gratitude this week pertains to God's heart for me and for you, but I can only speak for me and my relationship with the creator. And so what I'm grateful for this week is God's heart for me 
God's patience, faithfulness, and kindness towards me, even when I don't return those things back to the creator. My heart is so full that God is so mindful of me and that throughout the course of this very hectic and stressful week that my safe place is in God. There's peace there. There is joy there. There is love there. And that is what keeps me centered in the midst of chaos and confusion. And so that is what I'm grateful for this week. That is the episode. Thank you again for all the return listeners. Thank you if you made it all the way to the end as a first time listener. I'm grateful for you and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.